Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. We at the Halo Halo podcast acknowledge that our creative project spans these areas and territories and are grateful for the traditional knowledge keepers and elders who are with us today, those who have gone before us, and the youth that inspires us. We recognize the land and benefits it provides all of us as an act of reconciliation, as recommended by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action, and gratitude to those whose territory we reside on, work on, or are visiting. I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishtabeg people. And I'm podcasting Casting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. Welcome to our Taste Test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, or in this case, just a little stale, but in any event, <laughs> and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the Taste Test, we go back into the pop culture movie vault to 1999, and Jesse samples The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Da-da-da. Yeah, what did it taste like? I had to do a little bit of thinking about this because it is a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, it's not as dark as one would think. And there are certainly some moments that I would jump through it. And for anyone that knows me personally, I'm not a big horror fan. However, psychological <laughs> thrillers are probably the Love closest it. thing that I can mm-hmm. get to something scary. And this is one of them. So when I thought about what did it taste like, to me, it tasted like matcha latte. Mm. And for anyone that's ever had a matcha latte, they are earthy, they are deep, and yet they're fresh and filled with lots of antioxidants that give you a boost for a week. And <laughs> certainly M. Night Shyamalan's Breakthrough Hit Sixth Sense did that for me. It gave me a boost for the week because it just left me thinking and thinking about what this movie's message was all about, even 25 years later. So earthy, deep, fresh, and filled with lots of antioxidants for a boost. Sixth Sense tasted like a matcha latte for me. Was it worth the actual calories? It was something called a matcha latte. Yes, because I saw the movie just a little bit differently 25 years later. Now, for those (laughs) of our listeners who haven't seen The Sixth Sense, The Sixth Sense, again, is M. Night Shyamalan's breakthrough hit. And it is, as I had said earlier, a psychological thriller starring Bruce Willis as a child psychologist, a man after my own heart, and (laughs) Dr. Malcolm Crowe and Haley Joel Osment in his breakthrough performance as well. Mm -hmm. And I think he was Oscar nominated, wasn't he? Yes, I think so. Yeah, one of the youngest Oscar nominees, I think. And he happened to be a troubled patient by the name of Cole Sear, who Mm. apparently talks to dead people. So... Sigs, I was a little bit hesitant to see this, even though I had suggested <laughs> I'll go see The Sixth Sense. I was a little bit hesitant, only simply because I thought it was going to be a product of its own time, mm-hmm. you know, but I found it really fresh. Oh, and that's great. That's like a matcha latte. And the reason why I found it fresh is, is it still seemed to offer new and interesting messages. And despite it being dark and deep and having troubling subjects, I just remember in 1999 that, yeah, like the whole thing that everyone talked about in terms of M. Night Shyamalan's Sixth Sense was the twist and all about trauma. But I thought seeing this in 2024, it just made me think, oh, this is much more than just trauma. 
And for me, the film recounts how Bruce Willis, again, being the child psychologist, trying to assess and diagnose Cole Sear, who, again, is played expertly by Haley Joel Osment. Oh, Osmond. my gosh, yes. But what I learn and resonate with today, and this is the message, is how mm-hmm. we should believe those that are victims of abuse and mm-hmm. assault and neglect. Mm-hmm. And that was something that wasn't necessarily, I think, talked about in 1999. But mm-hmm. there was this recurring message of why are we discrediting Haley Joel Osment's character, Cole Sear? Why are we constantly dismissing what Cole is saying? Why are we not mm-hmm. actually believing? So throughout, we find many places where Dr. Crow himself also was disbelieving of Cole. Right. And I think to myself, if people had actually believed Cole and what he experienced in the first place, I think all of South Philadelphia would be a much more better place, you know, than than where it was in the film. So all of this is to say that it reminded me of the Me Too movement and how important it is to believe the victim and the survivor. So that's something that, of course, occurred in 2018. Yeah, and I do find that interesting, too, that something that came out of that movement was believe. Believe the victim. Because I don't think people make some of this stuff up for shits and giggles. Yes, there's going to be the very, very rare person whom defaults claim. But for the most part, victims and survivors ought to be believed, at least for their experience. Again, I think to myself, the power of this film was not only just in the plot twist, but re-watching it. Not only just back then in 1999, because that was the fun part. I don't know if you remember watching The Sixth Sense where you watch it the first time, you see the plot twist, and then when you watch it a second time... You were looking for all those hints, right? For all those hints, and then it's like, oh my God, they were there in plain sight. Yes. And then it made the watching like a fresh take altogether. Well, knowing the plot twists and knowing that rewatching again in 2024, I wondered if it was going to still be fresh. It was certainly fresh because it kind of game reiterated this idea that what we've been saying since 2018 and what the Me Too movement has been saying since 2018 is believe. Believe mm-hmm. what people have to say, especially children. Like, Cole Sear was a child. Why weren't wasn't anyone believing? And it wasn't until the end that that's when, oh, when we believed what Cole Sear was actually saying, suddenly the truth came out. You know, well, and it, I mean, and it, it's in his name. He's a seer. Yeah, I but, know. I know. But I know. there's so many other things, right? Yes, like that's right. Anything with red, just a little subtle hints. It, it, I mean, that's why M. Night Shyamalan, this was his breakthrough. And it was it really lovely. was. All right. It really was. Let's continue here. What did it remind you of? I know you alluded to some things of you in the pop culture buffet, this movie. Yeah, I, I want to say that The Sixth Sense is actually quite unique. And mm-hmm. for me, I really had to do a lot of thinking because it plays on the assumptions of the audience, which is why the plot twists, the subject matter, and the story seem unique. It's hard for me to kind of think about Hmm, like, have I seen this story before? And I have to say, I don't know that there's any similar story to it. Because when I think of other plot twists, there are these dramatic devices that are shocking. And yes, like you could also say this about The Sixth Sense. But what was really interesting to me about this particular plot twist is is that everything was hiding in plain sight. So I had to think to myself, okay, what does this remind me of? The closest, I think, resemblance that this had to anything on the pop culture buffet was The Usual Suspects, where Ah. also the plot twist was that it too was also hiding in plain sight. 
The other thing that I'd say that it also reminded me of was Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Mm-hmm. So classic American Film Institute, top 100, something that I think everyone yes. should watch. Sets the template for most thrillers. It had the same kind of pacing. You know, when you watch it, it seems like a really slow movie, but then it sl- slowly starts to build and then culminates in, again, the plot twist. And those are the two things that probably most closely resemble, if not remind me of what's on the pop culture buffets, the usual suspects in Rear Window. What did you appreciate about it? That it aged well. And like what I had said, I thought oh, to nice. myself that it wasn't going to age well, but it's like, wow, it still happens to give us fresh messages. And I actually thought I was going to be distracted by the fashion and the cinematography, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case, right? It just reminds me of how this type of thriller is again, uncommon. And it was really great storytelling. It felt kind of timeless for me. The kids were dressed in uniforms. So I, I wasn't thinking about the fashion and Bruce Willis's character, Dr. Crow, Malcolm Crow was dressed up in a trench coat half the time and looked like yes. a regular health professional. So as far as I'm concerned, it's like it aged well and it allowed me to just kind of focus on what other message can it tell me? In this case, believe the victims. So yeah, that's what I appreciate about it. I feel like it has a timeless quality. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? In a sense I where would. like you'd probably ignore like technology, but this story of a child yeah. who's being met regularly by right. the psychologist yeah. in these sessions, like I, I felt like there's a timelessness to it. So yeah. I, there I totally I was yeah. a timelessness to it. Even though I'm sure psychologists and healthcare professionals probably write their notes on some type of electronic medical exactly, system. Yeah. There are some old school health professionals who still write things out. So you didn't think about that kind of stuff. Right. And so again, because of that and its timeless quality, it allowed me to just yeah. really focus on the story and what messages it had to, to say. And yeah, I was kind of actually quite pleased. It was like, oh, this isn't as dated as I thought. No. And yeah. again, it aged really well. Would you sample this again? I think the answer is clear. Yeah, I would actually. I'm curious to see what other analyses would come out later. I have to tell you, things. I was really pleasantly surprised. Not that I didn't want to watch this, but I was really pleasantly surprised to say, oh, interesting. Here's another case of where Cole was dismissed and not believed. Oh, there it is again. Oh, there it is again. Right. And I thought, oh, that's great storytelling. To whom would you recommend it? I say pop culture aficionados pop culture (laughs) vultures. And I think anyone that's interested in trauma and violence, right? Here's just another way of talking about trauma and violence without getting into the gory details. Because this wasn't a gory psychological thriller. of No, like just two jump scares. And that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was pretty great. And I mean, come on, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. That moment where, was he proud of me? Yeah. That, oh. that, that's classic her it's Tony Collette Come yeah on. fantastic Come performance on. fantastic performance you played the mother of Cole's here but I, yeah. I had to put that in there because I know yeah. you'd be like yes yes that sounds like a great sample and mm-hmm. a great to the yeah. vault Kuyat. now folks we would love to hear what you guys what your thoughts are any holo holo pop listener you guys have to be pop culture vultures too that's why you listen mm-hmm. to us and because you're Filipino mm-hmm. email us at holopolopopculture at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and you can download the holo holo podcast wherever you get your podcast subscribe rate us leave a review and tell your friends about us and lastly we're on Instagram <laughs> at holo holo pop culture Finally, we receive editorial feedback. 
from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Cheltering, and we'll see all of you again real soon. See you guys soon. <laughs>